And I was like, you know, I have a problem with how the system works here and that they don't teach you how to hustle and they don't teach you how to make money. Oh, sweet. We got a very special episode. Um, Davis McNulty, one of like the OG hustlers, I think, uh, that we have on the team here. And we're going to talk a little bit about your story, but let's let's first kind of discuss how we know each other. I know like we've gone through this before, but just for everybody that's listening, I'm on this podcast. So if you could just take it away and explain our connection to one another. Yeah. So, so I was introduced to Kyle through, uh, Brendan Knox, um, and, and Cam, you as well. Uh, you guys both knew Brendan Knox growing up. Um, I actually met him at UVA my first year. Um, and he was the kid that would always come down. I met him before I went there uh, at the accepted students meeting in Pittsburgh. And then he turned into the kid that would always pop down and watch Game of Thrones into the common room uh, or in the common room rather. So we became buddies. And and next thing you know, we were roommates uh, second year on. So became best friends from there. And history's written from that point on. And you know, he told me about, you know, the awesome stuff that you guys are doing and, and kind of cued me into it and you know, connected me with Kyle. And from there, I was like, man, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sold and I, I just want to help out however I can. And, you know, now I'm here. Yeah, no, you're a huge help and a huge pickup. Kyle, Kyle and I talk about this, like we're drafting people. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one, it's one big draft. Like, Oh, look, look, who we got on the team now. We're under cap. We're Simon. football mode, man. <laughs> we really are. But I mean, no, the team, the team has been, has been great so far. And it, it's just crazy, man. Like when you start to leverage your network, the amount of people like you know and just the cool things that they're doing and how everybody wants to be involved and just help one another. It is it is crazy. It is crazy. Um, you get a better understanding of that. So because Kyle and I never would have really thought like, you know, oh, who should we who should we ask? Who, you know, who who would want to be a part of the brand? But then we start talking about it, we get it in front of people's eyes, you know, we get them some of the material and some of the items, and it's just like, wow, dude, like, yes, I would love to be a part of this. I love what you guys are doing. You're hustling. Um, you're turning this from nothing into something. So, yeah, I mean, we're definitely on the right path there. I think that, you know, it's it's crazy, but we're totally. more than happy to have you part of the team, bro. I think um, I think you bring a great personality and obviously the hustling side of things. So let's get into that a little bit. Um, Kyle, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, your take on what Davis did. And then obviously Davis, you can take it away and explain more of the story. Sounds great. Yeah. So I'll let Davis tell the majority of the story, but um, you know, condensed version, he thought of something that not a lot of college students thought about. Um, and I think it's something that really helped set him up for life after college. Um, and overall, you know, it's just a, a pretty inspiring way to kind of learn something outside of just the school setting. And so with that, I'll let Davis go ahead. Yeah, and I'll I'll follow up. Uh, I'll send a little picture. Actually, you know what? I'll just send it right now. I, if I can find it real quick, I I actually just came across a a picture of me when I was when I was on the news, uh, back in Charlottesville. <laughs> so I'll send, I'll send you guys a little uh, a little photo of me kind of broadcasting the product. But so basically, yeah. So so um, yeah. I don't know if you guys got that, but anyway. So what I did was is I decided. When I was at school, I was like, look, you know, UVA is a great school and all. And, and 
you know, people always fall back on like, you know, I went to this school or I went to that school, but you know, really candidly, what I learned when I was there is, is I was like, man, I'm, I'm by no means the, the, one of the smarter kids here. You know, I'm probably one of the dumber, like if I'm keeping it real. Um, and I was like, you know, I have a problem with how the system works here and that they don't teach you how to hustle and they don't teach you how to make money. They teach you how to get a job. So I was like, you know what? I know that, you know, the, the, the fundamental part of any successful business is sales, right? I mean, think about it. It's what you guys are trying to do um, with Iron Pulse, right? You're, you're marketing it. We're doing these shoots and stuff like that. You're trying to get the sales up, right? That's like the, the bottom line is really the, the blood, right? Or, or the vein rather to any successful company or business. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in and, and put my back against the wall and learn how to sell because they don't teach me this at school. I know I'm gonna have to do it one day. Like I know I got some entrepreneur in me. So, you know, let's, let's face this beast now and learn it. So invested about, I think it was, was it like about like one and a half grand, which, you know, at the time for me, like I wasn't making any income. So that was a lot for me uh, at that time. And, uh, you know, contacted my sister. I was like, look, where do these, where do your sororities get their t-shirts? Cause I knew that they'd be able to make them for me. And I centered the, I decided I was going to sell t-shirts and I centered the shirt around comeback season. And it was a basketball t-shirt. And that's because, you know, this is 2019. This is my, my fourth year at UVA. The previous year we, we made history sort of in a negative fashion in the sense that we became the first number one seed to lose to a 16th seed in the March Madness tournament. So, you know, if you guys are, you guys told me that you knew about this and if you're a sports fan at all, I mean, you heard about it and it was embarrassing for UVA. So I was like, look, we're going to turn this around my senior year. And I, I pretty much bet but like, you know, for, like I said at the time, which was a huge sum of money for me, um, made these shirts and they, you see them in the picture. I mean, they, they were ugly shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like the color was a little bit off. I had to <laughs> avoid infringing upon, you know, UVA trademarks, which, which presented a challenge. So I had to work around all these barriers, but I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, like I'm short 1500 bucks. Like I need to make the money back. So people are out drinking like weekends. I'm out hustling, selling the t-shirts right out of a backpack. Like, you know what I mean? Some shirts I'd sell break even, you know, other ones I'd be selling 30 bucks a pop and I'd be making double. But the point is, is, you know, as history would unfold, we ended up winning the national championship that year, which was like, you know, I don't know if you want to call it destiny or what, not to sound corny or anything, but you know, I'm sure <laughs> after that for 50, 60 bucks a pop. Um, so it ended up being a huge success. You know, luck was probably, probably played in my favor a little bit, but at the end of the day, like I made my money and, you know, way more important than the money because what I made was a fairly small sum in the grand scheme of things, but I learned how to sell and I got that confidence. And from that point on, I was like, look, I'm, my career is going to be in sales, you know, fast forward now, like that's what I'm doing. Um, and it, it was sort of like the first time when I was like, if you go out and you hustle a little bit, you can succeed and, and, you know, you can accomplish more than you thought, especially when your back's against the wall. It's crazy. Cause like you said, you had $1,500 that you were investing in this and like, you took the risk, dude. Like a lot of people, they would be like, all right, you know, I'll look into it. And you know, see, oh shit, like this is going to cost $1,500. I have about, you know, 16 or 17 in my account or whatever the case is. They're going to be like, no, nah, like I can't, I can't do that. 
<laughs> you, dude, you you took the risk, man. You made that bet. Um, and like you said, you know, there was a lot of hard work that went into it. But there, there's with anything, you know, any success, there's a little bit of luck, like a little bit of things like starting to play in your favor. Um, but you know, that's that's awesome, dude. I mean, you you fucking did it, man. A lot of people just talk about debt. doing it. I went into debt to do it. I had to borrow money from my mom after that for, with interest. Like I, I drained the whole account. I was like, <laughs> shit, my back's against the wall. Like, I'm going, I'm going 100. That's just how I rock. So, yeah. Anyway. So what did the process look like for you to sell your first shirt? Were they, you know, were you, were you talking to your friends and they were flying off the shelves or was it more of like, you know, you had to talk to two, 300 people just to sell two or three shirts. What did, um, you know, what did the selling process kind of look like for you and how did you really market the, the shirts at school? And, and, and yeah, I mean, like, dude, I was selling them to professors. What I would do is, is, is I was like, look, I got to get creative with the marketing. I got to get the message around. So, some of the shirts, you know, I would sell, like I would, I would negotiate with, you know, people that I knew were connectors, right? Like people, my buddies that were in the top fraternities, I knew they spoke to so many people day in and day out. I was like, look, I'm going to give them the shirt for a discount because I know that they're going to sell it for me, whether they know they're doing it or not, to 10 different people. And sure enough, it worked. I would sell them to professors. Uh, and I would say, look, just, and they, they'd wear it when they lectured in front of like, sometimes it'd be in front of like, you know, think about a big lecture, all hundred people. I don't know what it was, but, and then kids would see it and it would, the organic growth would kind of happen that way. But, but yeah, man, I mean, it wasn't easy for sure. Like I, yeah, I had to talk to a bunch of people, especially at first because people didn't see the vision. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Dude, a lot of people don't see your vision until, you know, it's like, you, you basically have to like smack them in the face with it. And then it like clicks for them. And it's like, oh shit, like now I see what he's talking about. Yeah. So was there, so if you're talking about like your organic reach, was there like one thing in particular that all of a sudden the organic reach just took off? Cause you, you think about nowadays, like people have overnight success. They've been posting for one, two, three, five, ten 10 years. And then there's just one post that skyrockets. And then a lot of people like start to follow them now. Was there a point while you were doing this that, the organic reach just went from like 10 people to a thousand people and just started taking off. Yeah. I mean, I did a little bit of the social media marketing just cause I wanted to learn it. Cause I know that it's a valuable skill to have at this day and age when everything is people live vicariously through, you know, the internet and social media, it's like a necessity, right? If you're not doing it, you're, you're falling behind undoubtedly. Um, but dude, I, I think at the end of the day, I don't think overnight success is a thing. And, and to your point, right, you're like, people have been posting for years. I, I think that like, I would just attribute every piece of the success that I had with this little venture just to be in there day in and day out and just knowing like, look, I have to keep showing up because otherwise I'm not going to have any money. Like, you know what I mean? And I, the point is, is, it's not a matter of I, I did one thing or, or implemented one tactic or trick and, and people started to buy the product. It was more so I just talked to every single person I could. And because of that, like the amount of like, like knock on the door, like knocks on the door, right? Over time, t- tons of different doors. You're just going to you're going to have more buyers because you talk to more people. I think it's just a numbers game. Right. Yeah, dude, not having money is a great motivator to get some. <laughs> yeah. It is a yeah. great motivator. 
and I'll say this, the one thing I'll say, and we've, we've had this conversation before, I feel like at some point, but the, if you got it, if you have a good product, which I mean, your guy's product is far superior to what I was, you know, pushing with these shirts, but look, they're both clothing items, right? So if you have a good product that you believe in, and I mean, you, you guys don't just have a product, you have a company, right? And, and there's a, there's more than just the clothing, right? There's the, the, the brand equity and there's the vision behind what you guys are doing in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the support for entrepreneurs and the like, and, and their visions. Um, so it's, it's a different ball game, but like I said, people, your product is only as good as the amount of people that know about it. It's not that people don't want your product. It's that people don't know enough about it. Not enough people know about the product. So, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, dude. That's, you know, we've, so Kyle and I started a little bit with some paid advertisement, right? We took the social media. We're like, all right, we're going to put, you know, $50 here on Instagram, $50 on Facebook, $50 on Pinterest, $50 on TikTok. We're going to spend $200 just to test the waters to see, you know, what each platform can come back with in terms of analytics and how well yeah. we do and how we're driving sales. That was, I am so glad that we tested out with that and like didn't go straight into spending like hundreds or thousands of dollars. And the reason being is that we've had more success organically from people that have, you know, gotten the products or they've, they know us or they've seen us, they know friends of our friends. Um, whatever the case is, that has done way more for us than any form of paid advertisement has. And yeah. when you look at, so when you look at, you know, people that own any type of brand, their personal page and their personal posts, they blow up a lot more than any form of like advertisement that they, you know, put towards um, social yeah. media. So for example, like if, if I'm looking at like Christian Guzman, uh, for Alphalete, his his posts get you know hundreds of thousands to like a million like million likes, right? But then if you see an Alphalete sponsored post, it maybe has like twenty to a hundred likes. Yeah. So it's not even close. Granted, the reach is probably a lot greater, but it doesn't matter how why it doesn't matter what your reach is if it's like just for bodies, right? If you're just putting it out there for a number, right? So like. The reach, it does not matter if people aren't engaging with it. If your click-through rate sucks and people aren't driving your sales and you're still spending money to post, yeah. then that's like, it's not even worth it, dude. It's, it's wasted money. Um, so like we haven't done any form of paid advertisement since then. We just let the organic reach, you know, go through. And you know, now like with you on the team and like everybody that's on the team um, and that has like tested the quality, tested the products and everything, like it's you know, it's getting better and better. More people are hearing about it. More people are, you know, wanting to support it, but it's the same thing to go back to like what you did. It's the same thing for what you did, right? Like you didn't do, you know, a lot of paid advertisement, if any. So you just had people that you knew when you hit the right people, right? The right yeah. points of sale. And then you let them branch out. So like, yeah. if you look at it from like a centralized hierarchy, like you were the man sitting up top and then maybe you had like four or five people below you. And then below them, they each had like, you know, five, 10, 15 people below them. So it's like a tree, right? It's a tree with roots and you let it flow down to the end game. And then once somebody has one, like once one of their friends have it and they're into the basketball season, they're into the sports, whatever the case is, even if they're not, but they just want to support the school. They see these shirts, see everybody, you, you, you did a really good job with building a collective vision for a school that everybody goes to. Everybody supports it. Everybody's a part of the game. Yeah. Right. So like they wanted to, they didn't want to be left out. 
right? Because yeah. you triggered the emotion. You triggered the emotion that everybody at UVA wanted to be a part of this up and coming sensation for what was the comeback season. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get attention. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know. It's, I think it's uh, like, like with Christian Guzman, people, I don't think people bought the product because it was a, they they were like, you know, oh, wow, this is a, a crazy, like athletic product. And it's so different from every other one. I think they, 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 they bought it because of the things that he stood for. Right. So I think that's important. Um, to I don't know if brand equity is the correct term, but but add sort of an emotion to the product, right? Like because people that bought Alpha Lead originally, um, you know, they, they they looked at him and they saw his stuff and they're like, man, this guy's committed, like he's disciplined. And putting on those articles of clothing, whether it was a shirt or a hat or whatever, shorts, they felt like they they sort of embodied what he stood for. And I think that's the reason that you know that took off. Um What's the other one, dude? What's the group from from the the, the clothing brand from Pittsburgh, uh, Ashley Jordan's line? Um, you guys familiar with that? Like the four one two brand? No, no, man. Um, Ashley Jordan. What's her uh, navigation? Navigation. Um, you guys have heard of that, right? Yeah. No, we've heard of that. Yeah. MVGTN. Yeah, she started that. Um, and, you know, I mean, she, they, they got attention because every girl that saw her was like, man, I want to look like her. So I don't know. Um, I just think that, you know, it's, it's just important to differentiate sort of in that regard. And, and, you know, like you said, I mean, the organic growth's a big part of it. And people kind of sharing the, that collective emotion can really, make something have, you know, virality, like it can go viral because, you know, just it's uniting a group of like-minded people, which I think you guys are doing a great job at already. Yeah. Thanks dude. No, Thank I, I thought that, I thought that they were out here in Colorado. They're from Pittsburgh. That's pretty from, sweet. From Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh. I think she's living in, I think they moved to uh, Florida. I don't know. Maybe they're in Colorado. I don't keep close ties, but I just know. I remember I was talking to her. Her, I think they're married now. Her husband. This is years ago. Um, I was talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, this is before they ever started it, and it was like in the talks or in the works, kind of." And and you know, he's telling me about it. And I mean, at the time, man, like it didn't exist. And now, I mean, I think she's got like maybe five million Instagram followers, something insane. Like so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone to good to get in touch with. It's all crazy reachable she'd be but yeah yeah <laughs> probably uh probably pretty slim it'd be pretty slim to reach to reach her i can imagine yeah but well you know she could probably uh empathize with you guys in the sense that like she did the same thing so who knows i don't know but i'm just saying you know the point is is the organic growth's big and like i said i think if you can tie it to a strong emotion that's a, a solid point to you know that can launch it off Oh yeah. So other than, okay. So if we're talking about like sales tips that you would have for people yeah, and like, let's, let's say other than tying it to an emotion, like what would you tell them to do? Like, what would, what would your advice be for them if they want to get into this, like a, the sales game? I would say whatever you think is necessary to accomplish a goal. Like if you think, let's just say you think posting 
you know, one Instagram post a week or, or, you know, one story a day, um, is enough to, you know, capture the attention that you need, then do that 10 times more than what you think is necessary. Because uh, success follows massive action. And I think that's where people typically quit because they're like, they're not having success because they're not taking enough action. You got to take a ton of action to capture attention. I mean, think about it. Like, think about when you're, let's use social media as, as an example. When you're scrolling it, right? You know, how quickly are you going past the ads? Like, you, they probably got two seconds to capture your attention, right? And then you're off of it. So, I think people right. put a lot of time and energy into one. They're like, I'm a bet on this one. And and like, if that doesn't work, they quit because they get discouraged. But in reality, what they should be doing is 10 times that one. So, you know, 10, 10, let's call it 10 posts or 10 stories or whatever over, you know, over time. And sure enough, you know, like we talked about earlier, that's where that overnight quote unquote success comes from. It's just massive action over a lot of time. Oh, for sure, dude. The other brand that I was thinking of that's out here is uh, Balance Athletica. They're out here in Colorado. But yeah, but yeah, to your point, dude, like people, they resonate more so with like the owners, right? Like they, they want to support the people that own the brand, start the brand. That's why like Christian did well. That's why actually Jordan has done well with navigation uh, yeah. between her, her and her husband. But yeah, I mean, it's like, if to your point, like tying it to an emotion um, and just giving people like something to support like Christian did really well because of summer shredding. I think summer shredding was what kind of took him to the next level because people wanting to, you know, lose weight in 90 days and have that community, um, you know, and then step on stage, whether you're starting at like a hundred pounds, 200 pounds or 300 pounds, like whatever the case is, and you want to either add weight or lose weight. Yeah. Um, that, that just gave them that, that like-minded community to really support one another. Yeah. And, you know, not getting discouraged is a huge thing because shit just doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen. And even the most, like even most of the time when you set yourself up for a hundred percent success, somehow it just, you still fail. Even if you, you know, a hundred percent that like, okay, nothing can go wrong here. You know, not like there's going to be one little thing that just throws your plan off track that you didn't account for. And that's just life. Like shit just happens. But yeah, Kyle and I, we we get that firsthand, dude. Firsthand, and and like you've you've had it too, and everybody that owns a company has had it. Nobody started a company and all of a sudden just jumped to success. No, it, and it, 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 one thing it's another, man. That's what they said. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, I didn't know if you were gonna. <laughs> I didn't know if you were getting into something else. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's a lot of a lot of good tips to have for people is to, to tie to emotion, you know, don't get discouraged. Like shit's just not going to go your way. You got to be okay with that. You got to use those building blocks for failure to help, you know, build your way to success. Cause that's just, that's how you, you learn, right. Um, you know, getting your hands in there, being a part of it firsthand, having that experience, like, like what you had talked about, you know, like sometimes the people that are not the best at school tend to be the best at life. Yeah. Right. And that's just because they aren't, they're not really used to following procedures like school, you know, my opinion and, you know, people listening to this, I'm not saying don't go to school. Yeah. But, you know, my, my opinion would be that 
school is school is made for you know the average factory worker right the assembly line raise your hand speak when spoken to um you know read a book do your homework turn it in whatever the case is yeah and you know you you it, it was meant for you to be an average person and to live with the status quo nowadays you know the, the people that want to become like super successful I'm not saying that you can't be successful from school and in your corporate life and all that shit but the people that are super successful are the ones that break from the status quo are the ones that everybody you know thinks that they're a little crazy to begin with in terms of their ideas and what they want to build because they can't see the vision we're tying this back to the vision that you talked about earlier yeah but for the ones that can see the vision like they're ready to hop on board at the beginning of the stages because they know that it can be successful especially now more than ever like brands are popping up everywhere. Um, but that said, like not a lot of them make it because, you know, they want like the quick buck, but the ones that, you know, stay true and they, you know, see the end goal and they work towards the end goal day and night, you know, failing, succeeding, failing, succeeding, two steps back, one step forward, whatever the case is, those are the brands that end up sticking it out. And, you know, it's, it's crazy just because like surrounding yourself with the like-minded people helps a ton. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, to your point, right? It's, you know, any brand or just anything you want to accomplish, it's just, it's the people that really do persist. And like you said, to quote you, I mean, just stick it out through thick and thin, the tough times, the letdowns, because there's going to be a lot of those, right? For everybody. So, you know, yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more there. Definitely echo you on that. Yeah, there's a lot of challenges a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. Um, you know, a lot of it really comes back to the financial situation. So people can run out of steam. They can run out of energy. They can work themselves, burn themselves out. But the majority of the time, the reason they quit going is because there's just not enough funding in the tank. And that's, that happens. You know, that happens. Um, you you can only keep you know putting money into a situation until like you know you basically you run out and and nobody is supporting it or very few little people are supporting it and the well runs dry, right? So there is like that challenge and that sacrifice side of things. So people you know you have to be because not everybody gets crowdfunding, right? Not everybody you know gets seed funding, gets investors. A lot of people yeah. bootstrap. A lot of people do like Kyle and I like we bootstrapped. And, you know, we're, that's what we're still doing. But now that we have like one launch out and a second launch is coming and a third launch is on its way, you know, we are, or th- or sorry, a third launch is being designed. We are, you know, bagging a lot on the launches prior to, to obviously fund and support the future launches. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, there are still some challenges there because once you get the inventory, it's how, how do you move it? Right. What, what can I do to move the inventory? And, you know, things just, they don't, like like we talked about, they don't necessarily always work in the direction that you think that they're going to work. So you have to be creative. Imagination is the greatest tool. It's the greatest yeah. tool because no matter what the situation is in front of you, good or bad, you can use your creativity, use your mindset to think of a solution and then work towards that solution, knowing that you're probably going to have to go off the beaten path to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean- yeah, and look, I, with any, like, the early stages of any company, I mean, you, you, 
you know, if you hired people on to help you guys, because you guys are doing all the social media right now, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, so, so in, in, you guys got a lot of hats to wear. So, I mean, you know, if, if there was someone, cause again, it's like, you don't have money to pay out. You can, you probably can't hire people yet, but you could hire people and say, look, you're going to have to work for free, but you know, I'll give you equity or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and you could sort of build the team out that way. And that's another avenue that might be worth exploring. Um, just because, you know, while you guys are making executive decisions and kind of brainstorming out, like I said, you, you, you know, they're, they're like, you, you can only wear so many hats. You can only be pulled in so many directions. So if you got someone that's cranking out all the social media for you and you know, posting 10 times more than you're able to do now, like that's their sole role. Um, and you say, hey, look, like, you know, the risks involved, but at the same time, like you could have a huge score because if this thing takes off and you have equity, you know, then whatever, like you'll be paid back in, in folds. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, just just a, some food for thought, I guess, um, because it's tough. You're right. No, not a lot of people have the seed money. And, you know, it's if you can't pay people out, it's it's tough to get work and you kind of got to yep. live off of promises. But again, those well, a lot of a lot of. Yeah, they yeah they do, and a lot of people, a lot of investors want to look for companies that are developing softwares or tools that can help make people's lives easier. Like apparel is one industry. Like I love it, I love the apparel industry, but it is one industry that a lot of people like. It they're skeptical to invest in. It's hard to get investors, and that's just because like you're making clothes. Like, what makes one shirt better than the next shirt? Yeah, and that's a great point, right? Like a shirt is a shirt. The thing that differentiates one shirt from another, yeah, quality is important. And, you know, there are some brands out there that can really build a good proper brand off quality alone. But the majority of brands need that kind of story and that connection point for the consumer to say, you know, I really like this brand and I like what they stand for. And on top of that, the products they have are also awesome. You know, like the quality is important, but at the same time, you also want to have a good story behind the brand. Right. And that's kind of like what you and I are doing, Kyle, is like we we because we started with like the fitness, right? We wanted to really like build into the fitness industry because we both love, you know, the gym and, and lifting and all that. But then, you know, we sat down and decided it was like it's so there's so many companies. It's so hard. Anybody can make a pair of leggings these days. Um, the cost to entry is not that high if you're drop shipping or if you're white labeling, if you're if you're designing them and like everything that we're doing. Yeah, it's a lot more expensive. Um, but the general, you know, the, the general um, barriers to entry are just not that high. So Kyle and I took a step back and, you know, we started thinking, OK, well, how can we stand out? How can we be different? There are there's literally no apparel company that is like up and up and running still um, that really targets like other entrepreneurs. Like you have people that make, you know, entrepreneur shirts and stuff like that. And they'll just, you know, slap a design on it and send it out. But there's not, there's not a clothing company that really focuses on other entrepreneurs and like actually wants to be the brand for entrepreneurs. And if you think about the people that have side hustles these days, the people that run businesses, the people that want to be involved in the everyday grind, there are a lot of people out there. You know, I think that there was a study from Forbes that said at least like 42% of people have a side hustle. That is a hell of a lot of people. 
and not saying that we're targeting every single one of them because you know when you think about that you start to dive deeper into who your core demographic is um you know because there there are still some people that are like 50 60 70 or whatever the case is like we're not obviously targeting you know the 60 and 70 year olds that are wanting to start a business um but let's you know we 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 really like narrow down into what our niche is. Um, now that said, like we we still we still are trying to take innovative avenues into what we design. And if you look at the jumpsuit, for example, the biggest question I, I did I was out here the other day and I did a pop up shop for Iron Pulse, and the biggest question was like, how did a man design this? <laughs> I was like, I got this question time and time again when we were talking about the jumpsuit and it wasn't you know gender aside like that doesn't matter the fact that it fixed an issue that women have with jumpsuits and rompers like everywhere i think you know that can help a long way because Kyle and i are looking for things in the market that are broken and or that need more polishing yeah and we're trying to take that apparel to the next step because it is very hard to differentiate yourself in this market. Because to your point and to my point of like what we've been talking about, you have to find a way to allow people to resonate with your vision. Yeah. yeah. So the cop. Oh, sorry. Good. No, no, no. I mean, like, look, man. Uh, you know, it's you're right, and I think there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Like, I mean, look. You know, I'll just call a spade a spade here. Ashley Jordan had success with her leggings because she's the first person to implement like the little, like, how should I phrase this? Like almost like darker little patch under the butt cheeks of the leggings, bro. Like it makes your butt look better. So girls are like, Oh my God, man, I want to look like her. And like, these look great. And that resonated and just took off with, you know, with all those girls. Um, so, Hey man, that's one way to do it. I think with, you know, with the male audience, it's, and I'm not saying it's all females that are buying the, her brand. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think it's probably mainly, I'm just guessing, but don't quote me on that. But look, with guys, you know, it's probably a little bit more ambiguous. You know, you could, I mean, you could sell a tank top and whatever, like it's tight fitting and you look good in it or whatever. But like I said, going back to, to what Guzman did with Alpha Lead, I mean, look, he sold um, a feeling like, like people want it to be, to, to feel like him and they're disciplined and they're going to go to the gym and whatever. And that's great. What you guys are doing is, you know, you guys aren't targeting necessarily like a specific gender, right. Through leggings or through tank tops or whatever you're targeting, you know, a subsection of society that is entrepreneurs, males, females, everywhere in between. That's awesome. That just makes your market share like, you know, or you're, um, the market that you're targeting wider. So I think you could take it in a lot of different ways. And I, that's, I think that's great news for you guys. Right. Yeah. We didn't want to limit one gender ethnicity or obviously an education. Right. Cause like, yeah, we wanted to like, we didn't, no matter where your education level is, we want to, um, you know, market to people. And that's just cause there are entrepreneurs that are, you know, they don't even graduate high school. They don't even get their GED. There are entrepreneurs that don't graduate college. There are entrepreneurs yeah. that do graduate college. There are entrepreneurs that have their master's. Whatever the case is, like at any level of the game, you're going to find entrepreneurs. And it's it's crazy because like before, like year, like a few years ago when I started the other company, like I really thought I was, you know, d- jumping into that entrepreneurial game. And not until like we really sat down 
with like the iron pulse side of things. And I was like balls to the wall, hands in understanding every little detail that I really consider myself a true entrepreneur. Um, and now that we're here to where we're at, like things are hopefully just going to keep growing and just keep getting better. I mean, the team is fantastic. We, how and I could not ask for a better group of people. Yeah. No, honored to be a part of it. I think you guys are doing great things and excited to see where things go. And just, like I said, thrilled to be a part of it. Happy to help out in any way I can. And, and you know, excited for the future, guys. You guys are awesome, man. Oh, we appreciate it. I think Kyle's got one more question and then we can wrap it up. What's up? Yeah, so first, you know, I just want to say thanks for, for sharing your story. I think it's an awesome example of someone who knew they weren't going to get everything out of a college education that they might have hoped. And so you kind of took it upon yourself. You did something that nobody else was doing. You started your own shirt business in college. Um, you understood what it took to kind of run your own small business while at school, which I don't think, you know, hardly anybody ever thinks of even doing. Um, but I got two questions for you. So the first one is when you decided you wanted to do that, did any of your friends give you a hard time? Were they trying to talk you out of it? Um, and then also looking back, is there anything that you would have changed knowing now, um, the way that you were going about selling the shirts, would you have done it a different way? Would you have ordered more shirts? Would you, you know, any type of, uh, learning lessons you might have for any of the listeners? Yeah. So I'll answer the first part. So, um, so, so I would say to, to, to use a word to describe how people responded, it was just, it was curious, right? So people were curious at first, which is good because usually when people are curious, they talk. Um, so, you know, which, which stimulates that organic growth part of the, the conversation, but they were curious, right? I mean, some people hated, some people didn't hate, like some people were supportive. Some people bought it right away. Some people had to hesitate and then they'd buy. Some people never bought, but at the end of the day, despite all those things, I mean, you know, people still talked about it. You know, oh, this guy tried to sell me a shirt. And, like, I, it was so ugly. Oh, let me see it. Then that's another person seeing it. So whatever. There was energy being distributed, which was great. Um, so, yeah, I think the word to describe is curious, um, you know, which I, I don't know if you guys resonate with that at all, because obviously you've, you've done this to a larger scale. but you know, curiosity, you know, it's definitely not a bad thing. I mean, it, it stimulates conversation among people and it, it gets your brand and, and the word about it out there. So can't complain about that. Um, now, the second part, I would say, if there's one thing I would do different is, um, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have focused my attention on t-shirts like you know what i mean i would say I and mean, that's what i'm trying to do now with real estate is i'm like like i'm like what can i do that i can go all in on like i'm still going to go all in i not not the biggest believer in diversification um which a lot of people would disagree with but what can i go all in on where the score is a lot bigger right like think about what you guys are doing you're like the score is is we have a successful company right that one day might run itself and you know what I mean? The margins are X, Y, and Z and the sales, the, the annum sales are going to be, you know, X amount. Like you got a big vision. My vision was, how do I make my money back? Right. So it was a good learning experience, but if I could go back, I probably would have said, you know, I'm, I'll do the t-shirts because the learning experience was great, but man, how can I get a bunch of money from other people and, you know, maybe buy a building in Charlottesville down the street? I don't know. You know, I wasn't thinking big enough. 
Yeah, dude. But I mean, even getting your money back, like that's the small step in the right direction, right? Because having like Kyle and I have small ass goals and we have small goals knowing that they can lead up to the bigger goals. Cause that's how things get done. Like we, if we just sat down and our, we had one goal written down and it was to blow up and be a big company. Like we would not even know <laughs> how to get there. Cause then we'd be searching so long just to check that one box, not knowing like, and not really appreciating all the smaller boxes that we had to check off and go through just to get to that one. So like, if you don't, you, you need smaller goals and that's just because you need that, that form of fulfillment, right? You need that form of success, knowing that like, you know, if you, if you have a, a to-do list of like eight things and you get all eight of those done, you feel accomplished, Yeah. right? You feel you did a hell of a job, like you worked hard, you got it all done great. Like you're feeling good. Your dopamine's high. Um, you know, that's why businesses need smaller goals. You need that sense of accomplishment, knowing that, you know, they will eventually lead to those bigger goals. They add up. Yeah. No, no, no. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. So yeah, <laughs> the win the win is what it is, and yeah, definitely was kind of like the initial launch, and you know, there's been some incremental wins along the way since then, and you know, hopefully a lot more to come going forward. For sure, dude. There's a lot more to come coming forward. So, how can listeners connect with you online? Like, what are your social media handles that people can follow you, give you support, show you some love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Instagram at Davis McNulty, who I, I, I've been taking a, a break, just trying to disconnect from social media recently. Um, but yeah, you can, you can find me on there. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just trying to take some time to focus in, eliminate distractions, focus in on personal growth. Um, I feel like it's something that people often overlook these days. And in a sense that, you know, people are, I, I find kind of, just mindlessly consuming uh, as opposed to creating. So, you know, took a little time to disconnect, but, but there's the social handle, the one and only, and uh, you know, more to come. But uh, like I said, need to focus in on myself for a little bit first and, and then we'll be back out there. Yeah, dude, take, take whatever time you need. So uh, you can also use code McNulty on the website. This will get you free shipping. This will be, this is, it's a supporter code for Davis. Um, you know, we pay him. So it's a great chance for us to give back to the people that also support the brand. So for everybody listening, you know, we hope that you found value in the show. Feel free to share with your friends. As always, thanks for taking the time to listen. Show David some love. Give him the follow. Um, you know, you can obviously find him on Instagram like you just mentioned. And remember, no matter what you do, be all in.